Good morning. My name is Samuel Ibrahim and I'm your host for the Mind of the Prophet Meditation Hour. I've been up. What time is it? It's like uh, it's 2.49. 2.49 in the morning. I was listening to a Napoleon Hill book in my sleep. My subconscious mind must have been jarred awake with a wonderful idea. And so I, as I've been sitting here in meditation trying to make sense of whatever that was, I'm just going to go ahead and record another episode. And um, this week, what, what year is this? This is 2022. So in 2019, I took the bar exam in the state of Texas and passed. Thank goodness. And um, I got to tell you, if if you are listening to this and you are a lawyer or a law student, you are you already know. If you are listening to this um, and you were around anyone who was going through law school or a bar exam study, you already know. The bar exam is no joke. Law school is no joke. Let, let me explain law school for people that have not ex- have not known a law student or know the experience, just so you can get an idea of the pressure that law students are under. So I was a part-time student and I worked full-time. So I'll give, I'll just give the, the, the part-time take. I can't really speak for the full-timers. I, I believe their struggle was just the same as mine, maybe more, because they had a full, uh, you know, 15 to 18 hours worth of classes, maybe 12 to 15 hours worth of classes that they were taking, somewhere around there, right? So this is law school. And this is really law school. This is how law school starts before you even have your first day in class, you get your syllabus, syllabi, plural, from your professors. On the first day, they expect you to have all of those cases written, uh, read. Expect to have all those cases read. And we could be talking easily about 100 pages worth of reading. Easy. All right. In addition to reading the case, and when you first start, when you're a first year student, you have to read the cases. You don't know the law. You don't know how to analyze a Supreme Court opinion, an appellate court opinion. The language is different. It starts off in a lot of old English because they need to explain to you how the law uh, came to be and how the law evolved into whatever its current current uh, um, you know wording is, <clears throat> whatever the current stare decisis is, and that just means precedent. That's the Latin word for precedent, stare decisis. Uh, so <laughs> you have to learn how to brief the cases, which means that you have to read them for understanding. And then you have to go back through and you have to outline what is the issue of law that is being discussed in the case. You have to identify that issue. And some of those are easy, depending on how the court or the judge writes. Some are not as easy or some some opinions could have multiple issues. You can have multiple issues and you have to uh, see what the rule of law is. And some judges were very great, good at uh, making the rule of law, whatever the law is, very easy to pull out. Other times it wasn't. And you have to find all the application of it. And so typically when a judge writes an opinion, they will... Tell you what the issue is, tell you what the rule is according, you know, what the standing law is, and then they'll apply or they will analyze the law or they will apply that rule of law to the facts of the case. All right. 
and then they come and they reach a conclusion. Law students call that IRAC. Okay, I-R-A-C, IRAC, Issue, Rule, Application, Conclusion, Issue, Rule, Analysis, Conclusion. Okay, that's, that's what that acronym means. And <clears throat> briefing a case is when you first get started, you have to you have to write those out. Some people didn't. I hand wrote everything to to begin law school. It helps me with retention. So I would brief those cases. I would read those cases, and then I would brief them after I read them. And so when I first started law school, I could easily spend. So I was working from eight to five, eight thirty to five ish, something like that. And then I would be in class by five thirty. And then I would be in class from 5.30 until 9.30, and then I would go home. I would read and brief what I could, prepare for my work day in the next day, and then I would go to sleep. So when I started law school, that was a lot of late nights. So many late nights. <laughs> and I remember that uh, one time I had to call one of my friends who'd gone through law school, and she told me, just take a day away, take a break away from the law. Just take a break from it. And you just continue that pattern and you find a way that fits you over the course of your law school career. All right. Now, that's just, you know, reading a case, briefing a case, and then, you know, it's stressful. So just think I was a part-time student. I was at work, like plugged in uh, between 8 and 8.30. And then I was in class by 5.30. You couldn't, you didn't want to be late to these professors' classes. And then I would be in school until about 9.30. I haven't eaten I haven't showered. I haven't read cases for the next day if I didn't do it over the weekend. And so your life is uh, basically every minute of your day is booked. And you really have to be a good steward over your time so you can not burn yourself out. Because law school will do that for you. The, the biggest challenge of law school is trying to cram all the information. The understanding the law and the application of the law. Once you, Once your mind learns how to do it, it's really not that difficult. Uh, at least not the professors that I had, they were awesome. And I just had an affinity for it. So I, I had a thirst and, and desire just to learn more about the law. Um, <laughs> when you get around to finals, okay, then you have your midterms, right? Your midterms typically don't count unless, unless there's a legal writing paper involved. Then your, then your grades count for midterms. But typically for most law school classes, it's your final and that's it. All right. All you have is your final <clears throat> and um, you stop class, uh, you know, maybe a week or so before your first final. And that is really where you start to probably understand, at least I'll speak for myself. That's when I started to grab a better understanding of the law, because since there were no classes, now I could devote myself to complete study of whatever upcoming exam that I had or it was a weakness that I needed to shore up or whatever it might have been. And you only get one grade and that's your final. That's it. <clears throat> and so everybody was basically trying to cram all of their knowledge into, you know, one final that had multiple essays. My first law school exam was so traumatic. My my <laughs> my section, if we all got together, we would all still talk about Professor Moore's torts final. It was brutal. I, I still remember <laughs> still remember coming out of that final not being able to string words together because my brain was so fried. And that is just a typical experience of a law student throughout the course of your law school career. Now, when you get to, to bar study, 
that's a completely different animal. All right. So if you if you're now once you graduate law school and you finish your courses, then you start preparing for the bar. And uh, some people would take time between the semester and in, in, uh, starting their bar study. So I'm going to jump right into it. I took time because my brain needed the break. So I just started studying in earnest for the bar. I, I tried to study, you know, throughout my last semester of school. It wasn't successful. Uh, but I started studying in early January. That's when I really started committing my time. I took off from work. And I was basically a full-time student studying for the bar. <clears throat> I loved it. it. It was my first time away from work. I, I'll tell you even more so why I loved it. I could channel my energy into one thing. My mental energy was not divided up between school, work, family, uh, and then trying to also have some measure of balance in my life so I wasn't just school, work, family, all right? And uh, so bar study is extremely stressful and it applies a lot of pressure to law students because it's not offered. Like if you, if you don't pass it, you know, when you first take it, you have to wait about six months before you have another opportunity to take the test. And just the pressure of it, you know, when you don't pass it the first time, just the pressure of it the second time is just even more immense. So, so you, you know, everybody's trying to pass it the first time. Because if you have to take it a second time, the, the passage rate actually goes down. So you, you're you're trying to cram all your years of school into a couple of months to prepare for a test. And the bar exam uh, uh, covers basically the common law, and lawyers know what that is. That's the, these are uh, these are laws that are typically just going to be. I don't want to explain it the wrong way, but but the common law is, it's not, in, in law school terms, it's not state specific, all right? There, there's a common law that all law students and lawyers learn that covers criminal law, it covers uh, torts, it covers contract law, civil procedure, and others, okay? And so all of those uh, constitutional laws also are there. And so all of those are considered common law classes. And then uh, you have the essays, at least in Texas you do. And the essays now, you, and I believe they've changed this. I don't know what the new bar structure is, but, but when I took it, you had the essays on the last day. And those are all basically off of state law. Okay, the, the, the essays in Texas were all based off of Texas state law as we had to know it, as as we learned it uh, in the exam, <laughs> in classes. And so I remember on my last day of uh, the law school exam, I think it was either February the 27th or 28th of 2018. I think it was the 27th. I uh, And I handwrote my essays. Some people were typing. They had a section for handwriters. And uh, man, I wrote off my deodorant. I walked out of the bar exam ripe. I, I it's bad when you can smell yourself, right? And I had a, I had a good friend of mine, classmate too, pulled me to the side. He was like, "Dude, you're ripe," and I was like, "I know it." Uh, I went to the hotel and washed myself up, but that's just how stressful the the test was. Is by the end of the the essay exams, I had basically sweat off my good degree, <laughs> solid deodorant. That's just how stressful the bar exam is. So. Uh, I guess in thinking about that time, 
uh, and, and what students may be dealing with right now, bar exam test takers may be dealing with right now. I came up with affirmations that I think would be very helpful for law students uh, because the biggest part of law school really is the stress. The law is not really that difficult um, if you've taken the classes. Uh, for the bar exam, you can actually be tested on classes that you did not take in school. All right. But the bar exam is, you know, uh, in law school are they're they're challenging, they're difficult. And I do believe that uh the stress level stress level is high. That is a career where there are high levels of addiction, high levels of mental illness, illness, depression, and other issues, uh cardiac issues, just because of the stress that is involved with the career. And that stress begins in law school. And if you <laughs> If you don't have strategies to de-escalate how you manage the stress because, you know, the law is just an escalating type of career. The the stress only escalates uh, with the work that you do for some, especially when you're first getting started out until you find your feet and, you know, you, you find your groove. So I wrote some affirmations that I think will be helpful for law students to help them manage stress. Um, also call things forward that will be uh, of great assistance to them while they are either in law school or even as they practice law right now. So this episode is going to have two affirmations. I'm going to start with the one for law students. And I wrote this just really thinking about, you know, myself and law student. I wasn't affirming uh, at the time when I was in law school, I had completely cut myself or, you know, uh, stopped going to church. I used to be a, a Baptist minister and I just did not see God as I understood him moving in my life the way that I needed. So I left the church. Something was not working for me in that environment uh, as the way it was being taught to me. So I wasn't a praying man at the time. So I would go into those exams really um, not prayed up. I would go in hyped up, but not prayed up and um, or affirmed up. I just, you know, I just didn't understand the power of the spoken word at the time. So I was just living life, taking every day as it came and doing my best to make it through each day, each moment, each situation, each whatever. OK, so I wrote these affirmations for law students for a couple of reasons. One, it's just good to affirm good words of yourself. Law school is stressful. You're around other students who talk about it being stressful. You're around other students uh, that talk about, you know, how much time they don't have, how much sleep they're not getting, how much anxiety they feel. How much whatever like law school moves for the most part i won't say that they're negative but you know the weight of law school is with you it's ever present you can't shake it okay i, I only know one person that really just smiled his way through law school <laughs> and he was the guy that you know was basically the valedictorian of my section or uh, i think he may have even been valedictorian or very close to valedictorian uh in graduation uh that year great guy really like photographic memory genius type person but he was one he was one person he was the only person that I ever saw just smile his way through law school because he just got it like he was he was like he was like a fish in water he a bird in the air like he just knew that stuff it just came naturally to him how to ingest it and apply it but everybody else we were like what is going on with life how is this happening uh how much longer do I have to suffer through this do I want to do this tomorrow <laughs> that's basically what you go through as a law student. So I wrote these affirmations uh, to help you uh, call good things forward to you 
Your subconscious mind can be your best friend. You need, and listen, lawyers are competitive. Lawyers are competitive people. And so, uh, and law students are competitive people. Anybody that set foot inside of a law school is competitive. They like to win. They they were, and likely, they were big fish wherever they came from. Everybody in law school is smart. Everybody in law school has ability. So you have to distinguish yourself from what's already a cream of the crop. And so any advantage that you can give yourself, take it. The best advantage you can give yourself in addition to doing the work that you need to, to pass, arm your subconscious with the tools that it needs to help you. And what tools can those be for law students and lawyers? Recall. Recall is the first thing. Knowing the right thing to say at the right time, that's the other thing. Like there's so many things that go into, and I'm speaking specifically to lawyers right now. We all know, uh, especially if you, you, we just know that there's so many nuances to the law. And that you can't always remember all the nuances. That's why we have all the notes. That's why we have the index cards and, and, and other things. So these affirmations actually help you. They actually help you. And I'll explain why after each one, why they're worded this way. Um, but the, the affirmations have a twofold um, benefit. One, you are speaking good things of yourself. That's important. You have to do that. And in, in speaking those things over yourself, you are activating your subconscious mind to give you the right answer. And you want the right answer all the time. So these affirmations provoke the right answer to come forward from your lips. The right memory to the right information to be called to your memory for you to speak at the right time. And I know that these work because I've been doing affirmations uh, persistently for a very long time. And now that I'm writing my own in a new way, I'm seeing them work and be very effective. Uh, the, the other reason why you want to say these affirmations for those who are spiritual, uh, just understand, you know, that there is some type of divine energy that moves behind all things. You can get creation to work with you. In lawyers, we have an advantage. We know words. We know terms of art. We know uh, we know how to write well. We've read really good writing over the course of our legal careers. Complex writing, dense writing, right? Uh, active writing, uh, brilliant writing. We, we've read and seen it all. And we also know that there are terms of art in the law. We know that there are, um, yeah, I'll just leave it there. Terms of art in the law that mean certain things, that provoke certain things, that just have a different meaning than plain English. Your wording in your prayers and your wording in your affirmations are, you know, can have the same effect. You can put terms of art into your affirmations. Um, you could put legal terms of art in there. I have in, in, in a few of mine. But also you just know that the words have a deeper meaning than what most people understand. And so I write my affirmations with a deeper meaning than what most folks understand because I understand and I've actively applied and do say things that I know creation will respond to. Creation being, you know, the creation is just everything. Okay. Creation is everyone within creation. That's that's creation. Creation is the universe. Creation is all the things that you can't see that are working out for your good, but you know that that is going on. It's like it's like when you watch a when you drive past um construction on the freeway. You drive past it every day, it's like, man, this construction's been going on forever, and then one day it's complete, right? 
Oh, or you don't drive on the freeway for a while, but the last time you did, it had a lot of construction, and then the next time you see it, it's all done, brand new looking. Creation basically works the same way. I'm trying to find different examples to make people uh, realize the principle or imagine the principle of how creation is always working behind the scenes. And so these affirmations provoke creation to be working behind the scenes. How can they work behind the scenes for you? Who knows? All right. I'll imagine beautiful scenarios. You, you get a good study group. You get a great professor. You get uh, you get a, uh, a an amazing break to where now you have more time. Somebody just gives you food. I mean, it, it can just all the ways that these affirmations can benefit you as a law student are plentiful. And as a law student, as someone who was a law student, I know you need every little thing that you can get to keep a smile on your face. So I'm excited to give these actually because I know that any law student that reads these and if they do them or you can just listen to, you know, my podcast episodes or any one of those affirmations, um, you want this around yourself. You want this positive energy around you. You want to say these things over yourself. You want to get creation involved in your law school experience um, because it's going to make your law school experience better. Okay, it's just going to make it better. All right, and then I have another affirmation after I read this one. It's for trial lawyers. Uh, this one for law students is longer. The one for trial lawyers is short, but both can still use these and they'll be just as beneficial. All right, and this is great, guys. Like, seriously, law students really do struggle with their mental health, whether or not they tell you they are struggling. I, and I'll tell you why they're struggling. They don't have enough time to live. Their life is wrapped around school and whatever their obligations are outside of school. And they're trying to also find times to keep themselves in balance as uh, that that's what's left over. OK, that 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 part is, you know, I got to squeeze it in or sometimes you just have to force it in in order to keep yourself balanced. And that's that's what I ended up doing in law school. I would take my I, I would always practice self-care when I needed it to, to make myself be able to keep going. So these affirmations, I think, will be very beneficial. I know they work. These are modifications of affirmations that I use for myself. Uh, I see the manifestation of these affirmations happen daily, many times a day, in many different ways. So this will be a great addition to your law school experience. In addition to the best part for law students and lawyers, in my opinion, is the subconscious advantage, the subconscious competitive advantage that you give yourself when you affirm the right things over yourself for a period of time. After a while, your subconscious does the rest. It really does become uh, a part of your, uh, I, 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 I don't know the right word. All I can say is that you just feel like you can put certain things on autopilot and the answer will rush to the consciousness. Like it will rush to the forefront of your consciousness and want to jump right out of your mouth because that's how right it is, right? And the affirmations do that. It's like you're strengthening that. Let me just let this word come out of my mouth, muscle, whatever that is. You need that in law school. If you've ever been called for random recitation, if you have ever been called for random recitation, you know those uh, sweaty palms, you know that feeling, you know that heart beating really fast and now your classmates are watching you and your teachers judging what you're saying and let's hope you read the case right let's just hope that you read the case so uh these affirmations will help 
Um, I know that these will bless law students. I just know they will. I, I just have an affinity for anybody that's stepped inside of any law school who's ever taking, uh, ever taken the oath to become a lawyer. I appreciate you. I appreciate your struggle. I appreciate your discipline. I appreciate your willingness to, to want to learn the law and apply it in a good way. And for those out there practicing, I hope that you're using what you learned in law school and you're using it to, to do good things to like really change the world for the better. Oh, I, w I went to South Texas. I went to the South Texas College of Law in Houston. I love that school. I love the teachers there. I, I love students there that I ain't met yet. Like, I just love that school. It, it was a beautiful uh, place of maturation for me. And I got a chance to really live out a dream of mine. I, uh, I don't practice law anymore. Uh, I still have a great affinity for the law. I just don't think that the courts are best suited for the people that I wanted to help, uh, which are people of uh, low income and middle income. And uh, the courts are not really suited as they are right now for people that cannot afford to pay their lawyers uh, attorney fees. And uh, too many of the, the type of clients that I was working with or the cases that I received, um, I just couldn't keep the lights on. And and also, I, I cannot agree to some of the things that people were uh, signing their name to out of income. They would sign their names to agreements that were not in their best interest. They would sign their name to agreements strictly because they didn't have the money to fight the way that they wanted to. They were tired. Uh, they were exhausted. They were worn out. So I also think these affirmations will help attorneys become more creative You'll find better solutions. You know, creation might even get in the mix of your cases and work things out for your good and keep you out of court. You know, if that's you know if that's what you would like to see happen in some cases. I, I trust these affirmations that much. Like creation moves behind the scenes that much and helps you to come up with good results in wonderful, miraculous, marvelous ways that are mind blowing in some cases, many cases. All right, for real this time. Here go the affirmations. All right, and affirm these over yourself for 30 days for the best results. Optimal times are immediately before sleep. So if you are, you know, if you have your books in the bed, just say one of these affirmations before you go to sleep. It'll help it make sense. Uh, it'll help you. It, it will help uh, whatever you take it to your sleep. It, it, it just won't be like a, a law book. Uh, or, you know, cases are haunting you in your sleep. You're not thinking about criminal law and, and, and constitutional law while your eyes are closed. All right, for real, here are the affirmations. Number one, and, and uh, this is on my blog titled, <laughs> I, keep, I keep starting the affirmations and stopping. This is on my blog titled, Seven Satisfying Affirmations for Successful Law Students. Okay, Seven Satisfying Affirmations for Successful Law Students by Samuel Ibrahim. South Texas College of Law, Houston, graduate. Number one, and these are all posed to the infinite spirit, These question, this question. Number one, what is the right question to ask? Creation, open the good way for me. I know you shall withhold no good thing from me. Enable me to speak the right words at the right time in support of the right decision. Send my immediate supply to satisfy my immediate need. Thank you. I love you. I am grateful. I added it all. I added that little bit at the end of each prayer because uh, you just want to express that gratitude. Creation loves gratitude. Uh, 
and uh, asking for your immediate supply, you'll be surprised how answers will drop out of the sky into your mind when you say this prayer. Send my immediate supply to satisfy my immediate need. If your immediate need is knowing what the right question to ask is, like you'll ask that question. Trust it. But this is uh, this is really a law student in lawyer's best friend. That first one. Number two, actually, this this second one is going to be a good one too for you guys. Second affirmation: the answer is always present with the question. I am blessed with able good memory, which means what I have is always enough. Thank you. I love you. I am grateful. You're telling that to creation. But now this one is like this one is really good because anytime you ask a question, the answer is present. I just believe that metaphysically. If you are inclined to ask a question, the answer is present in some form and probably very close to you. And uh, the place where it's closest to you is in your mind. It's in your memory. It's in your recall. So that's why it says I am blessed with able good memory. Okay. You're basically telling creation, I have an able good memory. I have a skillful, good memory, and I know that what I have is always enough, okay? Because the answer is always present with the question. If I ask the question, I know the answer is present somewhere or my mind will bring it to me. Like it, 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 This has worked for me beautifully since I wrote it. Number three, infinite creator, forgive me for any promises made while under duress and release me. Enable creation to fulfill my oaths under grace in perfect ways. Thank you. I love you. I am grateful. Um, this one is a uh, like an affirmation asking creation to release you from things that you've spoken that you can no longer honor. Which, you know, law, schools, law students, your, your time is basically all school. And, um, you know, it can be many other things uh, that you, uh, promises that you make while under arrest, like, you know, how you spend your money or a whole host of things, right? You know, you might have a family and you can't keep your promises or, you know, you might enter into a bad situation because uh, you can't keep your promises. And uh, creation still makes you honor your spoken word. Like the power of life and death is in the tongue. So creation is going to get that oath out of you, uh, that spoken word out of you, whatever promise you made, creation is still going to make that promise manifest and some, some promises are some things that you that speak to, about or agree to, you don't have the grace for. So this, this affirmation asks for forgiveness for making the promise and then asks for release. And then once you say it, just believe that it's done and, and creation's work behind the scenes to work out how to fulfill whatever you agree to that you cannot honor in a graceful, perfect way. And I've seen that happen as well. Number four, I am blessed. I am able to see the infinite creator baptizes each step I take as successful. Thank you. I love you. I am grateful. Uh, this one is just to, you know, you, you just want to walk confidently through the halls of your classroom, uh, through the halls of wherever you're taking the bar exam, through the halls of wherever you're interning, through the halls of your own home when your cases <laughs> or your caseload, cl uh, class reading load seems like it's just too much. Every step that you take is successful. And so just trust that and you'll always walk into the right situation. Number five, I am able to relax and I shall. I am able to put my oxygen mask on first without feeling guilty. Thank you. I love you. I am grateful. All of these are just great. 
for law students, man. Like I, I, I'm wishing that if I'd have known what I knew about affirmations in law school, I might have carried a bunch of classes. Being able to relax in law school is a commodity, all right? I, you just don't hear many people saying that they did that and they were successful students, all right? So being able to relax, saying that you, saying that I am able to relax and I shall, uh, the word shall in, uh, denotes completion. And you're saying I'm able to relax. I have the ability to relax. And now creation is going to form that around you in some, some way. Creation is going to form it around you so you're able to relax and they're going to allow you to. All right. And uh, always put your oxygen mask on first. Always, always do that. If you need a breather, take a breather. Right. If you need a breather, take a breather. And uh, when you do that, creation will just uh, give you more opportunity to do that in, in a way that you can still honor whatever your commitments are. Number six, I am allowed the time needed to feel safe and settled within moments of anxiety or fear and be satisfied. Thank you. I love you. I am grateful. All, I won't say all law students are anxious. A lot of us have anxiety, had anxiety or, you know, dealt with anxiety. If for nothing more than you're dealing with really dense topics. Each class is an introduction to something new a lot of the times or taking something that you know or and taking it into further nuance and analysis that now you have to expand your mind and, and explore these facts in a different way. And, uh, you know, you might get frustrated when you're studying. You might get frustrated when you're about to have a final. Get frustrated during recitation. These are all, these these affirmations will help you. Say these. Say these over yourself. It's like creation is going to blow some good wind through your window and help you to be able to feel the way that you need to to keep going forward. Number seven, I am divinely expressed and earn a wonderful income. Now I shall sleep at night. Thank you. I love you. I am grateful. Nobody goes to law school to, to be broke. Nobody does. Nobody goes. I won't say that creation. There might be some people that go there because they want to you know, not make a lot of money. Who knows? Um, but most people that go there have aspirations of you know, making uh, a good living, earning a good living, right? I think lawyers are what, 1% of the population. And so they want to earn a good living because of the sacrifices that they've made to be able to be a practicing attorney. So uh, just start speaking that over yourself while you're in law school. I am divinely expressed. And, and, and wouldn't it be great if your divinity burst out in your legal career and you were a rock star, you become a rock star attorney, because you are divinely expressed every time you touch anything legally related. Like, how amazing would that be? Right? To have a bunch of divinely expressed attorneys walking around the United States and abroad. All right? Then you also, you want to sleep at night. Like everybody has to sleep. Um, and I give thanks for these words now manifesting under grace in perfect ways. There's also a bonus with this one. Um, I found in my experience, and as I've started saying this affirmation, I wrote you know, maybe a week or so, a week or two, a week or two weeks ago. Forgiveness is a, uh, forgiveness can be a log jam. Forgiveness can be a log jam holding up whatever, uh, good that you're waiting to pour out onto you. And when you're in law school, you need all the good you can receive, right? You want all the good things to happen to you in law school that you are able to receive, right? How do you start that avalanche of good karma flowing your way? 
forgiveness. It, it metaphysically is beautiful how I'm watching this actually happen and just the space in the air around me seems to be so much clearer, crisper, uh, tastier, if, that's, if that makes sense. All right, so I'm going to read this one. Uh, and again, this is on my blog. I'll put the link in my bio. Forgiveness flows freely wherever my feet walk. I forgive myself for any area where unforgiveness remains in my heart and release unforgiveness into the wind for creation to cleanse and transmute into an avalanche of good karma that blesses me and the souls I must forgive and I forgive them. I thank good karma for blowing across my face. Forgiveness is at work whenever my feet walk. I am no longer bound to the consequences of past misfortune and walk confidently within my promised land under grace where joyous resolutions to pass trauma are abundant and ever present with the sun's rays and the moon's light. Uh, I thank the infinite creator for these words now manifesting under grace. So that's the seven, seven satisfying affirmations for law students. That forgiveness affirmation Basically, because I, I believe in the metaphysical. I believe in intention. I believe that you can believe these things are happening around you, to you, for you. And it's not your job to wonder how it happens. It's just your job to walk out what you believe. And then creation will respond to you as you are. So when I put in the affirmation, forgiveness flows freely wherever my feet walk. Whenever my feet touch the ground, there is some form of forgiveness happening within creation. For myself and, and for somewhere else in creation. And forgiveness flows. Forgiveness is at work. Forgiveness is work, right? And so I'm I'm saying that I want forgiveness to be at work wherever my feet walk. I want forgiveness to be plentiful around me because the air is cleaner in a place where forgiveness is abundant. All right. Okay. The second affirmation. Uh, this is also on my blog. It's an affirmation of success for trial lawyers. And you've already heard a version for a version of this. Um and this one is going to be a little bit different for, you know, law students, you could do this too. Uh, lawyers, trial lawyers, any lawyer, you could do this too. Give your subconscious mind the competitive advantage of, if you know, if you can't say these every day, put them up in your room. Put them around your house. Put them around your office. Law students, put them in your backpack. Put them, you know, put them somewhere where you see them often. Okay, like see them. You don't have to read them unless you want to. But if you see them, guess what? Your subconscious mind took a picture. And it's like you just put another stamp on top of your subconscious of these words that you're affirming. So it's just constant uh, repetition of this good information, good good uh, uh, affirmation, good words being spoken over you. And now your subconscious ingests that um, literally and tries to outpicture it. Not tries, it does. It does outpicture for you. Okay. So place affirmations around your environment uh, for at least 30 days to experience the best results. If you want to go read the affirmations, go read them. But if you just are okay with them being on the wall, trust that your subconscious took that picture. It took the picture. Let me explain that. Let me explain it this way. You, if you search the internet every day, social media, the news, um, all of those negative um, stories, are also being recorded by your subconscious and taken as literally, especially if you listen to music that does not speak good things over you. Your subconscious is taking that literally and trying to outpicture your life based on what you feed it. 
So if you if you're feeding your subconscious negative things most of the day, your life has the potential to outpicture a negative life based off of the words you release into the air. And so a great way to just make these affirmations a permanent condition for your subconscious is to just keep them around you. Your subconscious will just keep layering the affirmations over each other every time they see it. Okay. It, it just happens. The subconscious works that way. You can give yourself a great, great competitive advantage by doing this. All right. So this is this one is uh, an affirmation of success for trial, successful trial lawyers. Infinite spirit opened the way for my good. What are the right questions to ask? Enable me to speak the right words at the right time in support of the right decision. Send my immediate supply to satisfy my immediate need. Now, now let me just take that a step further, lawyers. And you guys have imagination. You guys did moot court. Okay. You guys uh had to to imagine yourselves in the, the scenarios and the cases. Like you, you know, your imagination is vivid. And I know your imagination is vivid because your law school question prompts were the most imaginative. I want to curse right now, but I'm not going to. Uh mind, you know what's okay. Okay, all your law school Final exams were mind fucks. I'm just going to say mind fucks. I won't curse anymore. But they were, right? You would think sometimes, how does a professor come up with this question? Now you have to throw yourself into this. You're picturing how the law is working. Now, if you're a practicing attorney, you should still be using your imagination to help you achieve a good result. You should still be using your imagination to help you achieve a good result. So after you say this affirmation, um, however you sell to yourself, just imagine your client saying, thank you. How were you able to get me such a wonderful result and put yourself in that moment? Imagine yourself saying to a client or a, t- a client saying to you, thank you. How were you able to get me such a good result? Right. And, you know, if you want to practice the mechanics of your case, absolutely do that. You, you absolutely have to practice how you're going to work in front of the judge and opposing counsel and witnesses and such. But for your client who you serve, you want to get them the good result, the right result for them. So just imagine that moment, connect to it, like feel it. Let it be a moment that feels very real to you. Why does that matter? I'll I'll give a metaphysical, metaphysical example. Metaphysically, your mind does not know that it is not in two places. When you imagine yourself in one moment, if you if you if you imagine yourself in this moment where your client is taking you, your mind, if if you're emotionally attached to it, your mind already feels like that moment occurred. Your mind believes that moment occurred, even though it is a future tense moment because you touched it in your mind. is a, It's a settled matter. In your mind, it's a done deal. That imagine moment occurred. Right. And now what your subconscious does, because it felt this now is going to motivate the rest of your body the rest of your actions, speech, whatever, uh, and summarily march you towards that felt moment. It is a metaphysical concept that is beautifully uh, experienced when you just apply this practice to anything in your life. I do. I, I imagine a lot of different scenarios, and, and a lot of them have come true. The ones that have not come true yet, I'm just waiting for those to come to pass. That's That's basically what my life has been. So uh, I hope that these were helpful. Um, uh, I have two books on Amazon. I have a a lot of affirmations on my blog. That information will be in the bio. I also have a presence on YouTube, but it's it's basically just a 
uh, rehash of what my blog is, uh, excuse me, or what my uh, podcast is. So uh, if you if you're listening to the podcast, you don't have to go to YouTube, but if you just want to, you know, go ahead. Uh, and if you want, uh, I do custom affirmations. If you have goals, uh, I, I can. I, let me explain to you like what I do with it. It's not just I'm writing a custom affirmation for you. That I absolutely will do for you if you want. I have plenty of affirmations that can fill up office art or art, and placing affirmations in very small writing that will take you know great effort for you to read and you place it in a high traffic area your subconscious mind still catches it your subconscious mind still grabs that information layers it on top of uh whatever you put there before and it and it helps the affirmations to stay in place okay it, it's it's you know it's like if you're a third year law student right now you might not remember torts as well as you want to, or constitutional law, as well as you want to, and you have to re-acclimate re, uh, yourself with those topics at the bar, you know, during bar exam prep, especially civil procedure. That that class, that gave me fits. And um, so now when you put these affirmations in strategic places within your environment, and the affirmations are specifically calling for recall, and the right words being spoken, it becomes your nature. It becomes who you are. Now you move out of a, a situation where you're trying to remember something and then speak the right words or you're you're trying to slow your thoughts down so you can speak the right words. The right words will come to you and they will flow out of you uh, when you have this constant repetition, uh, this constant reinforcement, sub, sub, consistent, consistent subconscious reinforcement all around you. It happens and it happens organically. It happens naturally, and I, I'm telling you what I know because I've I've been immersed in this practice for the the past month, uh, almost a month. March 9th will be a month for me. But when I started on February the ninth, which wasn't that long ago, I cannot. I, I'm I'm still the I being able to measure the progress in three weeks. I'm actually very stunned surprised at how well my subconscious mind has responded to this reinforcement is actually amazing. And so that's why I'm sharing this with law students because what law student doesn't want this advantage? Any, any wise law student will want the advantage of the subconscious reinforcement. I know it. Any good law student will want that. And plus it will make your life better because, you know, it just will start to feel a little bit easier. Creation is going to get more in your business and your life will just be a more orderly, less chaotic. All right, guys, I've I've talked longer than I have on a podcast in a while, uh, but I, I just love lawyers. I love law students. I love legal professionals. I love uh, uh, teachers. I love my law school professors. I love all law school professors just because, you know, I know what it took for you to at least get your law degree and pass the bar wherever you are. So, you know, that's just like a, a brotherhood that if you haven't been through it, you can't really understand what that's like. Once you're a lawyer, you're always a lawyer. And your mind is, uh, I don't want to say warped in a bad way, but it's its different. Once you go to law school, your mind just processes information and processes life in a different way. I don't know if you're able, to, I don't know if any lawyer is really able to unlawyer themselves. I, I know I certainly don't want to um, because I, I like the way that it's brought an extra depth or layer to my life as to how I see the mechanics of things. 
All right, guys, you have a great day. If you're taking the bar exam, good luck. If you're in law school, also good luck. And uh, if you know a law student, pass this on. They need it. And uh, share it with your classmates. Uh, law students, don't keep this to yourself because you don't want the next man to get the competitive advantage. Have good karma. Pass it with the next person. And actually, it's only going to make you a better student when you have somebody that challenges you. <clears throat> so pass this around to your study group. You guys will be the bomb. Like you, Everybody will Cali. <laughs> That's what it'll be like. You have a class full of A's uh, after you say these affirmations for 30 days because they work that well. They're, they really do work that well. And you will be surprised at the result you see from constant reinforcement, constant subconscious reinforcement of the life that you want, the goals that you want. The abilities that you want creation assists you when you do that and uh i've used my legal background to help sharpen mine and put words in there that i know provoke creation in a different way and creation understands how i mean it when i write it because of my legal training um it's it just it's just been a beautiful experience for me which is a big reason why i don't practice law i feel like i can help more people with the work that i'm doing now and i have I've helped more people in the short period of time that I've been writing than I did when I was an attorney and the work is more fulfilling. Uh, so um, so I, I give this information to lawyers and law students uh, gladly because I know they will make your lives better. All right. I love you guys. I'm praying for you guys uh, who are in there. Pray for your strength, mental health, abilities, recall, success. I speak many blessings over you, your careers, your families, whatever it is that you need in this moment. I ask that the infinite spirit send your immediate supply to meet your immediate needs, because I know you have more than one, and that whatever those things are, they now manifest under grace in perfect ways. Amen. All right, guys, this is Samuel Ibrahim, your host of the Mind of the Prophet Meditation Hour. Signing off, Samuel Ibrahim out. As is my custom, I have jumped back on after I concluded an episode. And I just had an idea. I think this will be beneficial to law students and lawyers. But definitely for law students. Trying to remember your outline is tough. Trying to remember all the rules of law is tough. It's a challenge. You just don't have enough time in the day to be able to do it with real efficiency. Some people are very gifted in doing that. The affirmations will help you do that for sure. Um, placing affirmations around your office will help you do that for sure. I just got the idea that it would be great to have that subconscious reinforcement. Just have all the rules of law in one place where your subconscious can grab it. Even if you're not actively looking at those Place them on your wall. <laughs> Place the affirmations on your wall. And as you walk by them, your subconscious is still taking a picture. And of course, I have art that I could place the rules of law in. I actually may think about this for the bar exam. I could place the rules of, uh, of law in there. And, uh, and, and I'm not going to say that it takes away from study. I would just say that the recall will be there when you need it. Because your subconscious mind has grasped it. It has recorded it. And when it is called upon, it will jump forward. So just know that uh, if you guys want that service, I offer it. If you want that product, I offer it. I just decided that I offered it a few minutes ago. And, and now you guys are the first to know. Well, you're welcome. 
God bless you. Uh, this is going to help many, many students, I know for sure. All right, so uh, if you want uh, to learn more about uh, the subconscious art, sub, sub, the, the art, <laughs> can't even get my, my words together because I'm so excited. If you want to know more about the art that I create to reinforce subconscious retention um, for your law school courses and bar exam material, send me an email. My email is mindoftheprofit at gmail.com, mindoftheprofit at gmail.com. Good luck to you guys. I'm just going to start creating those uh, pieces of office art because somebody is going to want them. Some some genius law student, some smart law student, actually, you don't have to be a genius. Some smart law student who wants that advantage is going to take it. And they're going to place that office art in a high traffic area where their subconscious get a chance, gets a chance to take a snapshot each time they pass it. It, it this is actually I, I, I want to get a law student to just volunteer to do this because I want to see how it affects their overall performance. So now it's a curiosity, not just something to make money off of. I really want to study this. So there is a law student who is uh, and if you go to South Texas, you get preference. I'm just going to say that now. If you're a South Texas law student and you want me to do this for you, I will. Gladly. All right. <clears throat> for for one class, all right, for just for just one course. I'm not going to go overboard for all your courses. For one course, I will. Other courses, you got to pay me. And um, I would like to measure the results of your performance after incorporating this subconscious competitive advantage into your regiment. You're, you're going to be a success story for me and yourself. Uh, so let's work together. I believe creation will bring whoever you are uh, forward and we're going to be good friends. All right. You guys have a great day. Do amazing and able things, affirm good things over yourself, speak life. Uh, and, and now I'm, I'm really signing off. Samuel Ibrahim, the host of the mind of the prophet meditation hour signing off Samuel Ibrahim out.